0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, February 3rd, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. The Citizens United case affirmed that a speaker's identity or corporate form has nothing to say about whether the relevant speech is protected under the First Amendment. But there's another right under the First Amendment that's related to free speech, that's free association. SpeechNow.org, a group of people that may be headed to the Supreme Court, want to let free speakers associate freely as well. Steve Simpson, senior attorney at the Institute for Justice, represents SpeechNow.org.
1: One of the things about Citizens United that nobody wants to pay attention to now, uh, that big corporations apparently will be able to spend money on elections, is that Citizens United was about banning films. That's what, what that was at the heart of this case. Some A conservative group uh, created a film about Hillary Clinton. They wanted to distribute it to people and the FEC basically said you're not allowed to do that. During the oral argument, uh, I think it was Justice Alito asked a question, well, if they can ban films, can't they ban books as well? I mean, books are paid for with corporate money, and the answer from the government was, stunningly, yes. And that's a, that's a, a fact that has been downplayed by all of the people that are claiming this means the end of the world, and, the, and Justice Kennedy's decision in Citizens United actually made that clear. The government's response to all that was, well, yeah, books come within certain provisions of this law. And certainly uh, if, a, if a corporation published a book that said vote for Obama or against Obama, uh, that would be covered as an independent expenditure. But uh, we, the government, think that you'd have a really good case in that case. And all you have to do is bring a lawsuit. You know, spend years litigating the case, hire lawyers, and eventually when that case works, works its way up to the Supreme Court, well, then speech will be pr- protected then. Justice Kennedy basically made clear that people don't have to hire lawyers and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to speak. That would be a classic chilling effect on speech, and uh, and that's something that the people who are criticizing this decision just want to ignore.
0: A point that you've made before when we've talked about this case is the difficulty of facilitating speech that we all have in a modern society without some type of organization that is called a corporation.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. The one of the things that's uh, really important about this decision citizens united is that the court realized that in order to speak effectively you need the tools that that will make your voice heard. One of the tools classically in American society is the ability to organize with other people. I mean, the court has recognized, going all the way back to the founding era, uh, and indeed Alexis de Tocqueville and others recognized that the the extreme importance of the ability to associate with one another, to speak out. Um, Justice Roberts in his concurrence had a wonderful line that I think really captures this. He said, the First Amendment protects more than the individual on a soapbox or the lonely pamphleteer. Without money, you basically have a bunch of people running around speaking out on their soapboxes. Without the ability to organize, it's the lonely pamphleteer. Uh, With money, you have the ability of people to reach millions and millions of others with their voices. The right of association, the money that goes to fund it, is absolutely necessary, especially in a country like the United States, when people are typically trying to speak out far and wide and cast their voices, uh, literally, across the nation.
0: Like Keith Oberman does, <laughs> when, when he speaks on the GE-owned MSNBC. That's exactly
1: right. One of the things I'd like to ask uh, Keith Oberman one day is, take a look around in that studio where you are. You see all those black things in the back, you know, and all those behind all the lights. Those are called television cameras. I can't afford to buy a television camera. Maybe Keith Olbermann can afford to buy one. I don't have enough money to, uh, to buy a broadcasting station. You know, without money, without corporations, it's Keith Olbermann doing very strange things in a room alone. With money, with corporations, it's Keith Olbermann being able to speak to about a million people. Please, don't tell me that money has no impact on free speech.
0: What is the most important distinction stressed by Kennedy in the majority opinion?
1: Well, I think one of the very important points that Justice Kennedy made is that so-called independent expenditures do not cause corruption. The FEC has argued and the reform, reformers have argued for years that if you spend money on your own speech, that will influence candidates, they'll feel gratitude toward you, that might give access, et cetera, et cetera. Justice Kennedy cut through all of that. He said influence and access is not corruption. He said ingratiation is not corruption. In other words, the, the fact that speech might actually have an impact on politicians can't be considered corruption under our uh, system, or our system itself is corrupt. And the, the court really understood that, which was uh, was an essential part uh, of the decision and has been, been something missing in campaign finance cases for years.
0: What do you take away from what Justice Stevens wrote in, in his dissent?
1: Well, a couple of things that Justice Stevens stressed is this idea that uh, the law is not really a ban on speech at all. All this law does is it requires you to spend money in, in different ways. And of course, the corporations, they can spend money, they can set up what's known as a political committee, and they can donate small amounts to the political committee, and then the c- political committee can uh, can make those expenditures. Well, there are two problems with that. As the majority recognized, setting up a political committee is enormously burdensome. It really means that if, if you're an ordinary person, uh, you, number one, you have to predict that that you're going to want to speak at a certain point, you have to comply with all these regulations, hire lawyers, accountants. As a colleague of mine once said, by the time you go through all that, you probably forget what you wanted to say in the first place. Uh, Secondly, when you have to set up a political committee, the whole point of a political committee is to restrict the amounts of money corporations can spend on speech. So it's a distinction without a, without a difference and, and kind of a disingenuous one to say, gee, all you have to do is set up a political committee. It restricts the amount of money that corporations can ultimately devote to speech. So if corporations, like the people who, that make them up, have the right to spend their funds on speech,
0: they have to be able to do it unencumbered. Justice Scalia, in his separate response to some of the points that uh, Justice Stevens made, he made it very clear that... The First Amendment does not refer to speakers. The First Amendment refers to Congress's power to do such and such a thing without regard to uh, whether or not we're talking about a corporation, if we're talking about a group of unincorporated individuals. I read that and I thought, well, this is sort of talking about speech now, a group of people who just want to spend money advocating on behalf of an issue.
1: The basic issue in speech now is individuals under... The, uh, the campaign finance laws are constitutionally entitled to spend unlimited amounts of money on speech. Our basic point in speech now is they have to be able to organize themselves into groups and be able to spend the same amounts of money uh, as a group and devote the same amounts of money to the group's uh, speech as they could as individuals. That's a, a pretty basic uh, proposition. It's not terribly complicated and should not um, be an issue under the campaign finance laws, but the Byzantine laws that we have restrict The most effective means of speaking out. Now, Justice Scalia in his concurrence made clear that if you read the words of the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. There's nothing in there about only individuals being able to speak. There's nothing in there about corporations not being able to speak. There's nothing in there about the amounts of money that you spend on speech, etc. The First Amendment protects the freedom of speech, and and one of the points that the majority made in Citizens United is, that necessarily means that the government, that courts, cannot make distinctions based on the identity of the speaker. That's not a new idea. That's not a crazy proposition of law. That is built right in to the First Amendment itself.
0: Steve Simpson is a senior attorney at the Institute for Justice. He is currently representing SpeechNow.org. You can read more on Citizens United and free political speech at our website, cato.org.